All right, all right, all right. Here we are, episode number 40, Business of Film. My name is Jesse Eichmann, and this is a crafttruck.com podcast. Okay, so today we got Jason Scoggins on the show. Jason is one of those guys that is exceptionally busy wearing many hats, but three of the hats that he wears are those that we get into in this podcast. One is specscout.com, two is the Scoggins Report, and three is what he does over at Signal Entertainment Marketing. Now, if you haven't heard of Specscout, my encouragement for this episode is to actually head over to specscout.com. This episode is... It has more to do with a. It's like a I don't know a site walkthrough, if you will. Uh, we had the opportunity to to literally walk through the website specscout.com with Jason on this show, and it's pretty cool. So to get the most out of this episode, my honest recommendation would be to literally sit in front of a computer and walk through the site as we're talking about it and its functionality and what it can do for you now. If you're an industry professional, if you are a screenwriter, uh, it is an incredibly robust and powerful platform, and it is, uh, it's got so much utility that we literally spent 40 minutes just talking about the, the utility of the platform and what it can do and giving some examples of it. So there's really a lot of stuff to dive into on this episode. And then, though, and then SpecScout kind of wraps into what he does over at the Scoggins Report, which we talk about on the show, uh, and, uh, and more. There's just really a, a lot of information in this, and it's all very, very useful and very, very practical. But having poked around the site subsequent to uh, my interview with Jason uh, and getting to know a little bit better, it is a very, very powerful platform, and uh, I highly encourage anybody who's listening uh, to this episode to go check it out, specscout.com. Also, quick shout out to uh, Michael Tucker over at Finite Films. Uh, Michael had sent us this tweet. Uh, He enjoys uh, running while listening to this podcast, which I got to say, Michael, thank you so much for tweeting that. And uh, I mean, look, the reality is that we just put this information out there because it's fun to do. And we really, really enjoy having these conversations with people. So it's it's really, really nice to hear uh, from people who are listening to this podcast, who are enjoying it, who are getting something from it. And we want to hear from you. So uh, I really appreciated uh, the fact that you took the time out of your day to uh, uh, you know mention us and that you're listening to this and enjoying this so much. Michael, thank you. And just by the way, uh, for all of our listeners, I encourage you to go check out Michael's site over at Finite Films. Um, He's got some really cool stuff up there, and I just think it's worth checking out. So uh, thanks to Michael. Go check out Finite as as uh, as something else that our listeners can do. And uh, let's get on to the show. I know I've spent a little bit more time than usual here on the front end, but uh, here we go with specscout.com and Jason Scoggins on episode number 40. Oh, I'd be happy to. So I'm Jason Scoggins, and let's see, who am I? I am a former TV lit agent, former motion picture lit manager, um, who's sort of turned into um, a bit of a entertainment plus tech entrepreneur over the last five years. Um, this fo- the stuff I'm working on right now include the Scoggins Report, which is a weekly, semi-weekly newsletter focusing on the spec market and the pitch market. We um, sort of grab all that information, round it up, and and write it up on a weekly basis to keep people apprised of what's going on in those worlds. And then, as you mentioned, Spec Scout, which is a screenplay coverage and scoring system. Um, 
which we can talk about at any length you wish. Um, that's my uh, a project I started a couple of years ago with a couple of co-founders. Um, and then my day job, separately, is I'm general manager of a new project called Signal Entertainment Marketing, which is a new division of Baseline, which owns the studio system, which is a sort of the 800-pound gorilla for um, vetted entertainment industry data. And Signal is a brand integration and product placement database for advertisers and agencies. So those are the three big things, Scoggins Report, Spec Scout, and Signal. I'm happy to talk about whatever you'd like. There's a lot there uh, to unpack, <laughs> yeah. and uh, I, I think I just, I just need to throw it a dart at the wall here, and uh, we just need to start somewhere because there's just so much information here that we can go into. So let's start with Spec Scout because sure. I think that uh, well, I actually want to get to all three, but let's start with Spec Scout. Um, I, I'm, I'm on the website now. I'm looking at it, uh, and I, I mean, I see right off the bat. Uh, I see this project here called American Sniper. Uh, uh, you know, I, I see Bradley Cooper as an actor and a producer, and uh, I see all this awesome information. And then at the, and at the top, I see uh, things like Blacklist set up uh, in 2003, and this is something that I, I guess. Uh, I don't know who Jason Hall is, but his name is associated with it. So I, I see all of this this information uh, under the most recent coverage. So what what is you know walk me through how Spec Scout works and how uh, uh, an independent producer can take advantage of it. No problem. So the the elevator pitch here is that we're doing three separate things. We're tracking the spec market here. So as you're looking at the homepage, and this is going to be sort of fall in deaf ears for people listening in their cars or whatever, um, but there's a column on the left called most recent spec market. And the idea is that we want to be tracking the spec market so that people have a sense of the projects that are getting taken to market by agents and managers. Um, so we create a record in the database, and we indicate the genre and the log line, the writer, you know, the reps, anybody attached. And then as projects get sold, we update those. And sometimes we just hear about them or part of the tracking process. They just sort of, you know, jump onto our radar screen as a newly set up project. Um, And we're just grabbing all that data and putting it into the database. The second thing that we're doing is grabbing those scripts when they become available. So it tends not to be the minute they hit the market. It tends to be a bit later. And we are covering those scripts. So our industry pro subscribers, um, it's the access to the coverage library is free, but I, I sort of jumped ahead there. We, we make all of that coverage available um, in a coverage library that uh, agents and managers and producers and executives and so forth can um, access. So whenever you want to sort of take a look at a, a piece of coverage for a script that came out either you know about a month or so ago or, or earlier, um, most of that stuff is in the database. So we're tracking the spec market, doing coverage. And then the third piece is providing that same coverage service to writers for a fee. And the trick here, or sort of the value proposition, I'm all, I'm all tech-oriented lately, so the value proposition for writers is that the coverage process that we do is the same for spec market scripts and aspiring writer scripts, for example. So the score that we come up with is um, an apples-to-apples comparison of the quality of a script from an aspiring writer with the quality of scripts that hit the market from agents and managers. That's really cool. So, so let me. I'm just gonna just yeah, take, a, uh, take a take just a shot in the dark here, just because I mentioned American Sniper, just because it's the first thing I saw. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I double click on it, and here it pops up for me. 
uh, free to agents and managers, which is really cool, by the way. Uh, I, I have to tip my hat for offering that kind of information. And there seems like a lot of information here. I mean, besides just the log line of the movie and then the details of who's in it, the manager and, uh, and um, uh, the executives and all that kind of stuff, uh, I see the length of the script. So who's actually doing the coverage here? Like someone actually wrote a synopsis and gave it a, an overall rating. The ratings are out of what, out of five? Yeah, the individual we we have. Okay, so let me sort of take it piece by piece. We have a team of readers um, who do this. Each set of coverage is read, uh, or each script is read by three separate people. So we have three different people providing their opinion on it. And the concept there is that we want to try to minimize the grumpy or jaded or distracted reader effect and have sort of a mini wisdom of the crowd effect of multiple people reading the script. So one person might love it, one person might hate it, one one person might think it's promising, uh, but not quite there yet. And then collectively, the idea is that the score that we come up with is... um, is sort of an average of those three, and each of those three readers might disagree with the other's individual comments, but the overall score is pretty close or close enough to what they would have assigned themselves, and that score is on a 100-point scale. However, just to get to what you were saying a second ago, what they're doing is their, their coverage is um, actual coverage, so a full paragraph or so on each of 10 different attributes of the script, so premise, originality, dialogue, structure, character, and so on, and each of those gets um, a one to five score, and the meaning of that score and the definition and the rules around assigning that score are different from you know, from um, from attribute to attribute. But we've got a very specific rubric, and we do a lot of training of our readers so that they all apply the rubric the same way with their own subjectiveness um, sort of overlaid on top of it. So the overall four that it's, that it's being given here, is that like a division of 100 divided by whatever to get to four, rounded up or down, or is uh, or do I have to sign up, uh, which I'm gathering says sign up for uh, up for access here. That's free access if I sign up, or do, is that a, a paid subscription at that point? No, it's free for industry pros, and so we define that as agents, managers, um, directors, producers, executives, and their assistants. So people basically who are in the in the business of reading and evaluating and acquiring or selling um, spec material. Well, that's really um, neat. That's really yeah. neat. So if I wanted to get a detail of this report, I sign up for free, I get the detail. So when it says overall, uh, it is, uh, again, I'm just, I'm just curious, when it says overall because you, uh, of... Um, Oh, I see. It says reader one gave it an overall of four, and reader two gave an overall of three. Exactly, uh, but that's an average of their hundred. Actually, uh, no. So those the, the the four and the three sort of aligns with the classic pass, consider, recommend um, spectrum. So a, a recommend would be a four on that scale of five. Not to be, I know mean, it gets a little sort of a little wonky, which is why we have this hundred point scale that is a little more satisfying from a scoring perspective. I see. Uh, I see. Okay. So an overall of a four equals a recommend, a three equals a consider, a two equals pass, and then a one would be a strong pass, and basically that means it's not really even a script or it's barely you know barely readable. Right. And a five, on the other hand, is a strong recommend, um, which is extraordinarily hard to achieve, but it's like something um, that's transcendent. No pun intended for that particular script. Okay, so uh, let's, no, let's see. I if feel you don't like mind you, pausing you just for a second, if you pop over to the 
Uh, go to the For Screenwriters button at the top of the page. Yeah, okay, sure, here we are. For Screenwriters. And for all our li- listeners, I just, I mean, I should interject. I'm kind of going through this at the same time. I, I didn't take the time before <laughs> this call to actually go and learn this. So I, I actually think this is somewhat beneficial for anybody who's listening because you're sort of getting that first impact uh, that I'm getting. The only the benefit is that I've got the guy who runs it to walk me through it. Sure. So hopefully that is going to be imparted onto you, uh, our listeners, and hopefully you'll get the same advantage. Take and get the same advantages out of this that I'm already thinking of, which is... Um, I, we'll, we'll get to that, but let's, okay. So the four screenwriters, so anybody who's yep. listening, who's a screenwriter goes and clicks on the four screenwriters button. And what do I get here? And then scroll down a little bit and you'll see a little widget called coverage samples. And we've got three in there and the fault in our stars is the top one. Can you see that? Uh, a widget coverage well, samples. There we are. The fault, ah, the fault in our stars. Yeah. Click that. And you'll be able to see this one is sort of unlocked. So anybody can see it and it'll be a little more satisfying regarding the, the way the coverage is broken down. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. So I see. So when they do the average, oh, I see reader number one, two, and three. So the premise got a five, five and a four. The originality mm-hmm. got a three, four, four. And of course, each one of those, each one of those, uh, so the, the premise takes an average of the three readers, a 554 divided by three gets you 4.7. Right. And there are uh, 10 different uh, criteria, premise, originality, dialogue, structure, character, logic, conflict, tone, pacing. Each one of those is averaged together, and then that gets you your overall average, which is what I'm seeing when I go to that main page before. Yeah, so the, there's not a sort of straight, it's not like we're adding those up and then, you know, converting it into this 100-point scale. There are different components of, or a few of those attributes you just listed are weighted more heavily than others. Um, and, you know, we, that part, that's part of our secret sauce. Oh, but, look at you, the, look at you, throwing a curveball. The weighted, <laughs> you know what it is? It's like weighted cost averaging on like, that's you right. know, uh, you're, 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 you're an accountant. You're, you're weighting... What, yeah. So what gets? Oh no, I, I can't even ask you because that's the the, the, the secret well, sauce right there. I'll tell you a couple of them. So dialogue and structure and character are three that I think everyone can agree are crucial components of a good script. So we weight that more um, more heavily than say logic or tone. I don't want to go to, into super detail, and I and I can't say the amount of the weighting. Um, but logic, the idea there is. Um, is is the story consistent with itself? Are there you know big plot holes, et cetera, et cetera? Tone is something along the lines of if it's a comedy, is it funny? If it's a horror script, is it scary? Is it consistent and really within the bounds of the script itself? Like it does it succeed in doing what it sets out to achieve? Um, so this, those two. So, are, so this is so if, if I'm a screenwriter, um, I can get my script into this system. Do I have to be of a certain as a screenwriter, do you have to be at a certain level in your career? Can anybody get a script into this system? So there's two ways to get your script into the system. The first is if your agent or manager sent it into the marketplace and it sort of hit our radar as a as part of the spec market, which we can talk about the Scoggins report, which is sort of where some of this stuff comes from. Um, so that stuff we just we're grabbing and putting in the database, and then as we get those scripts, we we put the coverage that includes scores into the system as well. Um, but screenwriters in general can't pay for or just or just submit their scripts for free for this the idea here is that we're providing a coverage service for a fee and then the good stuff 
gets put into the coverage library as well alongside the pros. And the idea there is to um, is to expose you know high quality writing to our industry pro subscribers. Um, we're also promoting that material sort of we're, we basically send an email out to my Scoggins Report mailing list, which is 5,600 people now. Um, and uh, we basically say, congratulations, here's this new script. It's scored really well. It's in the database. Check it out if you're a subscriber. Got it. So those are the two ways. You can't just sort of say, please put my script in, but you can pay us to do our coverage service. And if the script is, you know, scores well, and right now the cutoff is a 68 on our 100-point scale, then it get, gets uh, put in the coverage library if you'd like it to be. So uh, if I'm a writer or I've got a project, a uh, writer-director, for example, and you want to get it into the system, this, uh, and I think my work is good enough, I could have... I to pay the money just to have it reviewed. I get the benefit of getting the coverage and all that kind of good stuff that comes with it. Three readers reports on their assessments. And then if it passes this, uh, this magical line of 68, it also goes into spec scout and quite possibly could get pushed out through the Scoggins report mailing list. So if it's, if you, if you got a really good project, this is a way to get on the map. That's right. Exactly. Okay. So, and just yeah. on that note, if you don't mind, I mean, before we sort of jump away from the coverage, it'd be worth sort of just scrolling down so you can get a sense of the details uh, that our readers provide in the coverage itself. So each of the three readers collaborate on the synopsis. Um, they each also write individual log lines, and that's helpful a lot of times for writers to understand sort of what the, you know, what the core story, like, what people think of or how they describe a script when they're um, when they're asked to describe it, and you know it's surprising how often um, writers sort of think their stories about one thing, but it's not coming through effectively enough to sort of be part of the logline. Oh, that's really you know what that is an act- that is a very actionable benefit for a writer or producer who's got uh, a project. Out of curiosity, if you're a producer and you've got a project that you want to get into the system, can you do that too, or does it does it not work that way? It would be the same the same rules. So if you we're happy to provide our coverage service to anybody, um, and then if the producer would like it to be part of the coverage library, and then, assuming that it clears that threshold, um, we're happy to do that as well. Uh, we do a little bit of work there to make sure that the producer actually controls the rights such that we're not going to be you know we, we want the writer to be involved we're really sort of writer centric um, so we take an extra step to just make sure everybody's on the same page that this is going to get put in the library um, by the way on the flip side if someone says I really want I really like the coverage great score thanks so much I, I cleared the bar but I'm going to go ahead and do a new draft based on your notes please don't put it in the coverage library. We, of course, honor that too. This isn't, we're not trying to do gotcha stuff here at all. The idea is to benefit writers, benefit a piece of material, not to, um, you know, not to get in the way of anybody's business at all. Right. And, and just for the benefit of those who are listening, uh, The Fault in Our Stars, which just came out, I'm going to read right now just so you can actually hear the difference between the three readers' reports and their log lines. So reader number one says, when a terminally ill teenager, teenage girl falls for a boy in her cancer support group, they struggle with their feelings for each other and the knowledge that it will all end too soon. Cool. That's reader number one. Reader number two says... Terminal cancer victim, 16-year-old Hazel, meets the love of her life just weeks before death separates them forever. I mean, already you can kind of feel the difference between those two reports. One was, you know, uh, literally a sentence shorter, which is also interesting because being able to convey an idea shorter is very helpful. And the third reader uh, says, a terminally ill, cancer-stricken teenage girl encounters a charismatic, cancer-surviving teenage boy, and together... 
they live a starstruck romance destined for tragedy. I mean, I, and I, I'm, I'm saying that out loud. I mean, I don't mean to take time away from our conversation, but the reason why I wanted to just read those three things out loud is because uh, even there, I could see the third readers, you know, way more adjectives, description. Uh, it's a it's slightly longer logline, but as a producer, as a writer, just being able to hear that back as somebody else is giving it back to you the way they interpret it, as you said, that's extremely valuable. I mean, that's yeah. really, really, really valuable stuff. Okay, so, so this is the and the funny thing is we're still we're just talking about what this site is and all the power and benefit of this site. I really I really haven't even gotten to the meat of the conversation. So, but let's go over to the Scoggins report here for a sec because sure. that filters into Spec Scout or can at least. So, talk to me about the Scoggins report. Sure. Um, so to set the table, the idea behind the Scoggins report uh, came up in 2009. I was a man, uh, I managed screenwriters at the time. It was post writer strike and post the Screen Actors Guild sort of not a strike in 2008. Their screen actors were thinking they were going to strike as well. And the whole business was, the whole spec business in particular, was in disarray. And at the beginning of 2009, somebody on a tracking board said, hey, does anybody know sort of how many scripts have come out and how many have sold, that sort of thing. And I I had been tracking that as part of my job as a manager. I was sharing that information with my colleagues and my clients and friends on tracking boards. Um, but I typed it all up, sort of added up the numbers and said, so it's, you know, it was, I think, April of 2009. And so I had all the numbers for January, February, and March. And that got a bunch of, I wrote this post, put it on the board, and got a bunch of sort of feedback saying, holy crap, this is awesome. Keep doing that, please. And I decided to go ahead and do that. And over the course of the last five years, it's turned into a thing. And that thing is tracking the spec market and also pitch sales, um, writing once a week a um, a newsletter, basically, that sort of uh, talks about the numbers and talks about the actual projects that have sold. So at the beginning of a month, we take a look back. So, for example, the one that I'm a week late doing now is looking at how many specs sold in June last month. Um, and then we'll do the same thing for pitches next week. And then the, the other two sort of... Um, formats are a scorecard. In fact, we call it the spec market scorecard. The idea is to keep a rolling total of how many scripts have sold, how many scripts each studio has purchased, how many scripts each agent or manager has sold. Um, and that's sort of a rolling scorecard throughout the year that gets more and more interesting as we go through the year. And that's free, and it's um, something that I've been doing just for fun um, with a couple of uh, collaborators over the last couple of years because my time has gotten a little impacted by Spec Scout and Signal. So how does, I mean, just out of curiosity, how does Spec Scout monetize besides the, uh, the, 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 the fee for submission service that we talked about before? Is we it, don't. That's the only way we monetize. Really? Yeah. Wow. You're like Craigslist. The only way you monetize is by somebody <laughs> actually paying you to do put up a job posting. Like, yep. Really, exactly. You offer all of that information, and that's yep. the only way you monetize. Yep, and you know, if we were only getting five or ten scripts a month, that would not work out. But at scale, and we've uh, we're just sort of we're just over the threshold of sort of our, our first milestone of um, being. Um, in the black every month. Not just. I, we've actually been in the black every month since we launched a year ago in May. Um, and as we sort of, you know, as we get the word out and through conversations like this and some of the other stuff we do online, those uh, the number of submissions every month sort of grows and we get more and more, um, you know, the numbers get more and more interesting, so to speak. So we can afford to do this um, as long as we're above break even and we have been since we began. So we'll keep going. 
that's really cool. So now there are, I mean, let's talk about this for just a second because you're in, uh, well, you're in a world where the real the access to this information is somewhat of a premium. It's hard to get unless you're somebody like yourself who can actually get it. But there is another, you know, elephant in the room when it comes to this information, which it sounds like you're also working with. Um, so the the third piece of the puzzle uh, you said was Signal Entertainment Marketing, which was uh, an adjunct of which company again? It's Baseline. So baseline, and I want right. to. I want to hasten to add that Signal is completely separate from Spec Scout and from the Scoggins Report. You know, the Signal is my day job. Spec Scout and the Scoggins Report are my nights and weekends. You know, my girl on the side, so to speak. Right. Um, but, but baseline, just a bit before we actually talk about sure. Signal, um, and I may just want to stay on Spec Scout and, and, and Scoggins Report, but it's worth just touching on Signal for just a sec. But sure. just but before we go there, um, you're in competition directly with Baseline, are you not? Um, well, there's an element of competition with Baseline in that Baseline owns Script Shark, which is a coverage service. Um, the way they do coverage is completely different, but um, yeah, they definitely provide coverage, and ours, uh, you know, we also provide coverage. To a, so, to a certain extent, there is some competition there. Um, but I think Baseline would be the first to say that you know, specs, or, uh, Script Shark is its own thing, and you know, there's. There's, it's not a real problem, and I have these days have nothing to do with any of the studio system or baseline products. I'm just really focusing on on Signal itself, and there's no overlap between Signal and Spec Scout, no competition at all. Fair enough. Although I I just want to be clear on the differences between Spec Scout and say uh, a baseline, because it sounds like Spec Scout is more open to uh, the independent producer versus. Baseline. I mean, uh, and so maybe you can just highlight the differences between. Sure. That's what. So baseline is the parent company. Um, the the flagship product is a database that's been around for in one form or another for over twenty five years called the Studio System. The Studio System is a sort of think of it as an industrial strength. Um, IMDb Pro, but for the actual pros, every studio, every network, every production company, managing company, agency, every you know, there's something like 600 major corporate accounts or something like that. I, I, that might be, might be speaking out of school, but it's something in the neighborhood there. Um, and this is what the pros use. It's the data is so strong and so. Um, deep and wide that part of Baseline's business is to syndicate that data to companies like Yahoo, which runs um, Yahoo Movies off of that database. Um, Sorry, my phone is ringing here. Uh, I'll just let that go, so ignore the background noise. It's okay. It's a very pleasant kind of, you know, (laughs) very aptly. You know, I was thinking, to be honest with you, I was thinking of starting to put like a, a track, you know, like a nice musical track behind all of I our think conversations. laugh tracks would be good. You really? should have, uh, yeah, just punctuate half of the things your guests say with, with laughter. I think that's would be a big big winner. <laughs> so Baseline, Baseline syndicates their data to companies like Yahoo. Yahoo Movies and Yahoo TV are run off of Baseline's data, uh, or studio system data. It's the same sort of the same thing. Also, every Redbox kiosk in North America uses Baseline's data to drive those kiosks. Um, it's a really, really deep and wide and, like I said earlier, industrial strength um, data set. Um, and it, it focuses primarily on studio material, 
Um, and by studio, I, I'm sort of encompassing film and TV into that same into that same bucket. Um, but that doesn't mean that's it's, there are there's no independent stuff. There's plenty of independent movies. Anything that hits um, a film festival radar, there's lots and lots of independent film. Um, stuff going on in there as well, but I think Studio System would probably be the first to say that their core competency is tracking everything in development and in production, and that's been released um, from the studios. Their database, database goes back to the, the advent of film, and on the TV side, I think it goes back to 1950 or something. Okay, whereas, uh, just for contrast to compare, uh, whereas Spec Scout will... It is strictly Spec Scripts. Okay, and but still, in terms of like the level of data and information, you because you you had mentioned that you work differently to them when it comes to to coverage specifically. I mean, I know Script Script Shark was kind of like a, the the smaller child of of, of baseline there, but yeah, uh, so there's I, no there's no connection um, sort of uh, operationally between Script Shark and Studio System. So if Script Script Shark does coverage for a client, a writer client. That information is not getting into Studio System at all. It's a it's a completely separate service. It's literally just, would you like coverage? We'll have one of our people who write coverage do that for you. For oh, I see, I see. Okay, whereas Spec Scout actually can offer a little bit more bandwidth for both screenwriters and uh, and industry professionals. Right, and I, I, I guess it's worth saying that the spec market tracking stuff that we do for Spec Scout is not available on Studio System. Just like it's not available on IMDb Pro or IMDb, neither of those two sort of primary entertainment industry data sets include spec uh, spec scripts themselves. So it's fairly niche, but if you're looking mm-hmm. for that information, and if you're specific to wanting that, it is uh, a incredibly valuable resource to have. I think so. I, I, you know, whether you're a screenwriter or a, a, an agent or a manager or a producer, you know, I, th- I think paying attention to what's going on in the spec market is um, is important and helpful, and just knowing what material is out there and what's selling um, is beneficial, regardless of whether you're the writer or um, somebody in the business of selling or producing that material. Do you ever get or do you ever sort of track projects that you're uh, doing coverage on uh, whether it's the most recent specs, spec market that shows up on your board or the most recent coverage um, uh, board that shows up on Spec Scout. Do you ever track the actual then sales, like what's actually like moving from your system into pen- potentially into producers' hands? Like, do you actually try and actively facilitate? Uh, the partnership of material with producers or is this just kind of just straight up tracking and there's no real connection there unless the producer so so for example if a producer wanted to find material is this can they use this to help that process or is it more just kind of information gathering just to understand the market they can definitely use that tool. So it's not something you can see because you're not logged in. Um, but our subscribers, when they log in, there's a whole separate, there's a couple of pages that sort of facilitate that. There's a lists page, for example. So if you're look, looking for available comedy specs, um, it would bring up all of the comedy specs that are available that haven't sold from the spec market since we've been tracking it since the beginning of, I think, 2010 is is where the spec scout data set starts, but also the stuff that gets in, you know gets brought over into the coverage library from our from our um, our paid clients. It's all part of that same data set, and we're also highlighting our 
our clients' material that's in there in separate ways. So here's the, we call it scouted. There's a little label that goes on there that says scouted. So a subscriber knows that this this particular piece, um, this, this material has been written by one of our clients. Um, and then, like I said earlier, the whole point of uh, sending an email blast out to the Scoggins Report mailing list saying, hey, congratulations to Sally Screenwriter. Her script just scored a 75. It's fantastic. Take a look at it. And providing that link is to facilitate um, producers and executives as well as agents and managers to click through to that project where they can download the script. They can read the coverage, obviously, but those scripts are available for download. None of the spec market scripts are available. We don't have the permission to distribute those, but anything, um, any of the, the scripts that get included by our writers are available for download. And we're tracking the number of downloads so writers can log into their little mini profile and, um, and see how many people have downloaded their script. Really cool. Okay, so um, there's more that I have, but before we get there, let's let's just talk about the Signal Entertainment Marketing because that also sounds really cool. Uh, yeah, which we sure. haven't talked about. So yeah, what, what's what's that about? So the idea for Signal is that there are lots and lots of opportunities for brands to put their products in film and television and digital content. Um, but there's never been a database of, of prospective opportunities. So think um, opportunities for brands in, um, in Man of Steel 2, not necessarily Man of Steel, the first one. Like we're not, we're not going backwards and saying what were all the brands in Man of Steel or, for example, Transformers 4, although that's actually a bad example because we are sort of trying to, take, we're try, trying to track the movies that that are coming out right now this summer and going forward. Um, but the idea is to identify in advance all of the opportunities for brands, um, put it all in a, in a database, and then make that, uh, that information available to advertisers and to agencies, the advertisers' agencies, um, so that they can take advantage and do their entertain, entertainment marketing more effectively. That's really neat and very powerful. Uh, I, I mean, if you can scale that, that would be a very powerful... Uh, a very very powerful site. What's the 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 website of that? And I will put this in the show notes. By the way, sure. Um, this for anybody who's listening, uh, you'll be able to get links to specscout.com, uh, the Scoggins report uh, at crafttruck.com/slash/bof40 because that's this episode. Uh, and uh, what is the website? Just so we anybody who's listening can check it out for Signal Entertainment. Sure. The website is Signal EM. Dot com. So EM stands for entertainment marketing. Signalem.com. I wish it was just Signal, but they wanted $75,000 for the URL, and we figured, not now. <laughs> really? Lovely. Yeah. Well, yeah. You, I, I hate to tell you, but you're never changing it. Signalem, that's it, forever. It's, that's what it is. That's fine. <laughs> you're, yep. you're, you're done. You're done. Um, okay, so that's really cool. But, I mean, is, can an independent producer take advantage of this in any way, or... The short answer is yes. We're happy to put independent um, independent material in here. Um, so far, we've been focusing. We kind of have a a, a bandwidth problem, so to speak, right? Because we've got we're trying to get as many studio projects in the film studio projects in the database. At the same time, we're trying to cover all of television. We have something like. Uh, we're covering all five broadcast networks plus uh, um, more than 70 cable networks with both their current shows and their development, plus digital. So we've got all of the English-speaking lifestyle bloggers on YouTube that have more than a million subscribers. All of those are in there as well already. 
um, plus something like a dozen of the major multi-channel networks, and we're just keep expanding and expanding and expanding. So we've got thousands of projects that we're trying to get into the database, and because we're built on top of studio system data, we're creating a bunch of new data as well. We're breaking down the scripts and ident- like this very, very detailed analyses of, of brand opportunities. Um, but because of all the, you know, because we're based on top of studio systems data, um, we're it's much easier for us to track studio stuff than it is um, independent. So all that said, if there's an independent producer who's developing a piece of material, um, we're happy to include it as well. We would just, you know, the caveat being that we sort of have to work it into our our content queue, and it might take a little bit for us to get to it. Right, but otherwise, it is the advertisers in this. Uh, scenario that are doing the research on the site to find the products that they want to put their brands into. So you're not necessarily doing the matchmaking. You're you're providing. Well, you are the matchmaker, but you're not making suggestions necessarily. You're letting the brands go in and do their own filtering. That's right. I think that our our relationship with our brand clients will expand as we as we sort of as the site and the service matures. I can see a scenario where we are. Making making introductions and you know helping facilitate deal making and and so forth like a consulting style engagement whether for the content owner or for the brand uh, themselves but right at the outset it's really just here's the data let us know if you need help getting to anybody but you're you know you're coke you can probably make that call for yourself this is really just trying to give all of you know every advertiser every agency the ability to see the whole board film and tv and digital simultaneously right so uh you're a busy guy jason (laughs) yes to say the least um but i i mean of the stuff that you're doing um, the spec scout stuff and the i i know signals your your day job but uh, i have to imagine from everything you know that 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 you're doing that you're really trying to grow Spec Scout and the Scoggins report to be its own self-sustaining. Yes, that's uh, true. Yeah, uh, I think you know the more the more writers who hear about Spec Scout and um, read the coverage that we've done for other people and give us a shot. Uh, let me let me say this, and this is going to sound like might me, um, you know, tooting my own horn, but of the I think we have something like five hundred writer clients who have tried Spec Scout so far. A huge percentage of them. Um, have come back and had additional scripts or later drafts of the same script. We've, we've basically, you know, it's we have this recurring customer thing happening, and something like ninety eight percent customer satisfaction, and not just satisfaction, but like ecstatic, holy crap, this coverage is fantastic. It's the best notes I've ever seen. Um, I can't believe how much, you know, how much benefit for two hundred bucks you guys are providing. Um, and you know, take me saying that with a grain of salt, but that really is the experience that our clients are are um are having and so it's really gratifying to to hear that and we're looking for, to expand that and get as many people using spec scout as possible the feedback component is so important i mean i i uh tried my hand at writing a script myself when i was i i was outside the entertainment business for six or seven years and a former client um wanted to write a script with me and we gave it a shot and I'm terrible. So the script was, the script was not good at all. Um, but one thing I remember 
very vividly was the that dynamic that happens once you, once you're done with the script. You're so close to it that um, it's really difficult to see the forest for the trees and really know whether it's good enough to be seen um, by agents and managers and, and pros in general. Um, so if you have somebody who can give you really objective feedback, then great, do that. But so many people really are working in the dark, especially people that aren't particularly well connected within the entertainment industry. They're not getting sort of pro level feedback on their material. Um, Insights like ours can provide that and, and really give you a sense of um, of how strong your material is and where you need to focus on next and, and really sort of give you a gauge for how you stand. That's excellent. Uh, I, I really, really, I mean, definitely a service that, that uh, I mean, I, to, be, to be fair, I didn't know of the value of this service until we had this this conversation right this moment, but I mean, after this phone call, I'm going to go on and I'm going to click on the button where it says need to sign up and I'm going to sign up uh, and I want to get access to the for industry pro section because I think that, you know, is going to be beneficial and uh, as a source to, I mean, you're always looking for new material. So uh, specifically as a place to do that, that has this kind of level of detail that you can trust more specifically is, I think, uh, a, a wonderful and valuable resource. Uh, so really, really, really neat stuff. How long did it take you to actually create the site and develop the systems in place to put this all together? Because it is fairly robust. I mean, there's a lot going on here. Yeah. In fact, I would probably argue there's too much going on on the homepage. I think we could stream streamline it down a little bit so that you know, we're providing exactly what you as a producer need, for example, um, and then a different sort of view for screenwriters. But anyway, um, to answer your question, I, the guys that I partnered with had some systems in place already that we were able to use. Um, so the, the underpinnings of the site are a coverage management system that my partner Tim had developed, the, the concept being that producers and management companies and agencies have so much material that they need to send out for um, to readers and 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 they needed the ability to sort of manage that coverage process effectively. Uh, that he just sort of built this content management system on his own for that purpose alone, and it already had sort of a, a different version of the scoring system, or the ability to have a scoring system was built into it. So when I was um, a couple of years ago in 2012, I finished a. Um, a gig I was doing, a full-time gig, and while I was looking for my next full-time gig, this was the perfect thing to start working on. And um, it took like three months to get the to get sort of a minimum viable product, is what we'd say in the entertainment or sorry in the technology space. It took about three months to stand that up, and then we took another probably four months to do a prettier, more interesting, and more user-friendly version. Um, and that's what you're seeing here. And then for the last six or nine months, we've been noodling around with um, a new version of each of these pages um, that'll be a little prettier. You know, uh, it looks fine, but having done this a bunch of times now, there's lots of little things that um, I can't wait to fix and change and make more interesting. Um, so we'll have a new version of the site rolled out, um, hopefully by the end of the summer, another four or six weeks. Well, that's great. Uh, so let uh, our listeners know if they want to connect with either you or with uh, Specscout, what's the best way to go ahead uh, and go about doing that? Sure. Well, you can go to specscout.com That's and sort of click around and get a sense of what we're doing beyond what we've talked about. Um, people can reach me. My email address is the letter J at specscout.com. 
Um, we've been talking about the Scoggins report, and I think I mentioned that it's free, and you don't, you know, there's no other, no commitment. It's just if you want to get that, um, get that email from you once a week or so, um, you click the blog button on the site, and it takes you to a page which is specscout.com/scogginsreport, and there's a big, big box that says "Get the free weekly Scoggins report." Just throw your first name and your email in there, and you're good to go. Great. Uh, Jason, thank you very much for coming on the show. Really, really very interesting stuff. I wish you nothing but the best of success with it. And uh, I'm certainly going to have some fun playing around with it myself. Well, thanks so much. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk about it.